0: That is the Gold Cup hero.
1: Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see.
0: Relentless, remorseless, has
1: pounded Cordell Star into submission. And welcome to another edition of the race hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk i am here in the towers of bookmakers.co.uk it's myself dean ryan with derma nolan derma how are you i'm all good dean how are you very well indeed and uh, no paddy asper this week but we found a very uh well let's say uh, a super replacement it's mr stephen cass is back on the race hour and then anyway. <laughs> Stephen, you were there then you weren't there i'll have there i don't know you're there though steven's good to have you hold
0: on now am i here i'm here yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah good to be back yeah yeah thanks for having me on
1: <laughs> pleasure pleasure we thought, start. We, 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 start. we thought we'd get you in for your specialist subject which is um cheltenham not dundalk
0: uh oh because yeah, i have different notes here now and i have a few lined up for the dock tomorrow night but okay i'll bluff my way through some english <laughs> three mile handicaps that i don't really some... about. But... <laughs>
1: Well, uh, you know, three-mile handicaps have become a bit of a speciality on the race hour last few weeks. We had another winner at the weekend, Dermot, um, with Give Me a Copper going in. We most certainly did,
2: and uh, I'll each way
1: double landed as well. So a snaky it's been one, a snaky one.
2: A snaky one, yeah, they old dirty each way double. But it's um it's been, yeah, it's been a good few weeks. But again, Dean, you're just, I am getting worried that we're, we're kind of like a handicapper now that's kind of reaching the top of our levels. And we're, uh, you're, we're you're worried that punch. we're kind of running, we're running out of road now.
1: Yeah, and that'll probably come to the fore over the three really good days racing at Cheltenham where, you know, we're going to go through about 15 races and probably find nothing. But let's see how we get on. First thing that we always do on the race hour, of course, is go through uh, some of the superstars that are out the weekend. And I think that's a fair label to play on what happened over the weekend. Um, some absolute monsters were running around. Uh, I might kick off with uh, a couple that went in at short odds at Wincanton, a reserve tank and Fuso raffles demo.
2: Yeah, both of them were, were obviously a decent. Fusil Raffles was made to work very, very hard. Was, um, yeah. But again, it's like he ha- he doesn't have all that much experience in the bank. You've, you know, he was racing against the, the winner from the previous season um, or a decent winner from the previous winner in, uh, in Grand Sansi. And whilst he obviously struggled to put that horse away, that horse has plenty more experience. The four-year-old juveniles from, from last season, they are looking decent so far we'll move on to Fakir Dodoris afterwards Uh, I'm not sure whether there's a champion hurdle obviously amongst them but the ones that have come out so far have been winning and you can't ask
1: any more than that really can you Stephen those two uh, reserve tank and Fuso Raffles I don't really need to put them together but Fuso Raffles probably one that um, can step forward plenty for that Henderson was saying wasn't ready then suddenly a few days before the race was ready and blooming so I would expect plenty more to come from Fuso Raffles
0: um yeah like of the two reserve tank and Fusil raffles i'd be more negative Fusil raffles i thought yes. he didn't look like he seems to have an engine on him but i don't know is he enjoying himself out there and i mean this suspect of last year's form that he has yeah uh, i don't like grouping all horses together and saying oh last year's juveniles or last year's novel chasers as a bunch i think you take each horse and its form and merits like his form last year the Kempton form is absolute muck the adonis like they were 120 horses he was beaten so he should be beating them by 10 lengths to be a 145 horse and he beat Fakir Dideris at Pontchristown there was nothing there behind but Fakir Dideris he had a hard season up to that so like, he ran at Aintree as well didn't he yeah, so yeah. He, you know he Cheltenham him Aintree and him in January and you know I wouldn't say it was a, 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 a top uh, held Fakir Dideris so I, the jury be out now and Fusil Raffles for me I think it's going to be a big step up from him he's going to find £15 pounds from where he is or even £20 pounds, I'd be backing him not to do it I loved reserve tank. I thought, geez, he was very efficient over his jumps. I like to see that. You know, he saved a lot of energy. Um, But 10 to 1 for the GLT wouldn't interest me, to be honest. Uh, He's uh, only five, you know, so this one could be. I I hate the next year horse. I always think he'd go for whatever this year, but I, I do think he could be a Gold Cup horse um next
1: year yeah certainly as the stamp and scope to end up that way and i think they might get one more run in and then put him away for spring campaign like they did drop him in at the back end of last season so i'd say he
0: wants good ground yeah yeah they might do
1: similar with reserve tank this time around Uh, let's talk about champ um i thought it was very impressive actually i wasn't expecting to be impressed derma but i was
0: yeah
2: he was excellent um really like really good jumps at times and for me, um, the price of seven two for the RSA is one of the worst prices um, yeah. I can imagine out there. Uh, I can see why they've landed on the conclusion. Uh, I can see why they've landed there, but you're taking seven to two about a horse who I'm just not sure an RSA is really going to suit him. Um, I think he's very exuberant. Uh, I think he's jumping kind of a bit like loss in translation. I think they'll they'll he'll turn up to a Kempton at Christmas he'll win very well he'll be much shorter than for the RSA at Cheltenham and I think he'll be worth t- taking on all day long I'm not questioning the horse's ability he's clearly a very talented horse but I just wouldn't like him at the end of three miles in the RSA coming up the hill with the way he kind of he travels so sweetly and the way he jumps so kind of bold I, um, I just wouldn't like him at all for it. Then.
1: I um, I wanted to take him on. I think I said this on the pod a few weeks ago, and I, I play slayed him, so that didn't go well. Um, but there is a there's a big future ahead of this horse, Stephen.
0: Yeah, there is. But like, if he was mine, he'd be going... This might sound crazy, but I'd be going for the Champion Hurdle. Like he he can he can absolutely tank into races, and he has a turn of foot. They tried to stretch him out to three last year. Like it worked at Aintree, didn't work at Cheltenham, really. Um, I, I'm not sure he was Oh, sorry, it was the Ballymore around the Cheltenham, wasn't it? I, I don't think he was natural at all over his fences. Like he got over from A to B very well. Like Durham was talking about lost in translation. The thing about lost in translation is he loves the game. He attacks the fences and while he's exuberant, he's doing it but he's doing it naturally. Whereas I think Champs um his technique is a bit forced and while he got over from A to B fine, he he was kinda of hanging into them a bit and he was He was kind of popping them at speed, which is a a weird. He's got a he's got a funny technique of doing it. If Paddy was here, he'd give us a better steer into it. But I wouldn't like him at all for any race over fences. Like he'd probably win a couple of races, but at Cheltenham, no chance. Couldn't have him on my mind.
1: I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I think that will be uh, a play out of the season that I'm going to stick with for now. Uh, let's talk about a couple of um, hurdlers that came about. Andy Dufresne was out and about, Dermo, um, oh, and uh, and again, I use that word again. Impressive.
2: Yeah, very impressive. He um, he's just very strong, isn't he? Just uh, the really behind behind the bridle the whole way. Um, the horse in second, the Henry de Bromhead horse, that act actually ran a huge race as well. So there could be a decent amount of depth to that field, and uh, but he just put them away so easily. Uh, Gordon has a ferocious amount of, uh, mm. of novices down there this season and it'll be splitting all them come, come the end of the year will be the hard, the hard factor to do there, but he's another horse who just looks like he could be anything at all. He really
1: could. Stephen, if you're watching all this racing from the UK as a trainer of a promising uh, novice hurdler, you're pretty sick, aren't you? All the power seems to be this side of the water in Ireland.
0: Uh, it does, it does. Like Gordon and then Willie, we don't know really what Willie's novice hurdle is going to be because he'll have bought ones over from France and everything. So it's going to be any amount from what I would say is if you gave me a price on Gordon not winning any of the three championship races, novices, you know, I'd be interested in that. Like everyone just gets carried away this time of year. They're not all going to win, but Andrew Dufresne is a machine. Like, yeah, the hard he beat that down Royal has won two bumper since that cobbler as well, that was second to him the last day. Like whatever about Andy Dufresne, jumping super, traveling and quickening, that was impressive on its own. But Cobbler's Way is a really good horse. Like I think he'll be a 145 hurdler. And he beat him 11 lengths. Cobbler's Way won a bumper. Henry's don't win bumpers. Um, and he won a bumper by 11 lengths. And the bumper he won, the second and third one since, So it's all stacking up. I think Andy Dufresne's an absolute machine. Um, Abba Cadabas. Uh, I hate that name. Abba. There's no R in that, you know. It's Abba Cadabas. <laughs> he, 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 I wouldn't be as keen him now for Cheltenham Chetman race, he looks too fast Like he's got, he's got a real unusual action that he turns his legs over very quickly, like a real fast little choppy action it, it, they normally don't stay those kind of horses, I think what the time boys would call that their cadence, I'd like to see his cadence in that, sprinters normally have that, that they're hitting the ground a lot with their feet, and if you look at him he's doing that, I, he, he'd be more of an entry horse or a speed track like Punchestown um, wouldn't like him for Chetman, but he's good as well I don't think it was as good a race, but definitely Andy Dufresne, he's an absolute monster I think
2: yeah, hashtag it. Uh, Did Keith. I lose it? No, no, no. Hashtag it. Uh, Keith said there as well that um <laughs> the uh, <laughs> that uh, yeah he he the jumping needs to improve definitely is what Keith was saying and he said that this horse is a ferociously fast horse so that does back up everything there that Steve was saying and he's um to me he I really like the performance I think he's he would be some he'd be perfect for a race at Kempton or Aintree as a as Stephen was saying, but something like the Supreme at the end of the race, yeah, you could see him maybe gasping for air a small bit, but you'd have to see more from him because his jumping, if he gets his jumping sorted, uh, you never know where the, the, the ceiling is for this lad either though.
1: Mm-hmm. okay and um, before we come on to one of Damo's favorite horses in training who ran on the Sunday a few other ones from Ireland to tidy up likes of Surin won the fishery lane uh, Tiger Tap Tap was a bit disappointing there we had Bacardi's come out and and win really well on the Liz Mullen grade 2 we had Baliyoshin win the Fortria again um, and we must talk about Fakir Duderi and uh, the melon beginners chase which was a pretty hot race Demo. Um out of those which ones did you want to pick up on
2: yeah Fakir Duderi was uh, was fantastic, really was. Um, just, you know, you have to be very wary of him, everyone home obviously as well, is that he's getting plenty of weight now, uh, this calendar year, and that will stop after Christmas when he becomes a five-year-old. But his jumping was superb, he was really, um, he would just, he spent very little time in the air, he was just very clean over them, I kind of didn't touch a twig, and whilst Mellon ran a very good race, there's absolutely no doubting about it. I don't like naturally myself, I don't like novice chasers that have had that long over hurdles, and uh Facker to me just kind of looked uh, he just looked a bit more sprightly um he'll be interested now, a bit like Larieburg um he could just keep going, and at the moment, he's the Aracle horse, but we haven't seen much in that division to get too carried away just yet, but um himself and Mellon definitely ran a very good race and just for a horse who kicking on for the rest of the season you could you could kind of half half forget him but Ballyushin was some sight on Sunday he was absolutely outstanding and it's great when horses like that, that that's, that's his big target of the year most of the time he's won it twice in a row now and he just ran those ex-novices into the floor with his jumping he just he, he jumped them all into submission and that's the game we loved him
1: yeah, Gold Cup landed in a in a in a way really for yeah. Bally at the weekend. Um, Stephen, I pick you up on that Fakir, dedaries and Melon race because it's you know you get lots of beginners' chases where you have one really good horse and they kind of get things all their own way and they come away and win and you 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 really concentrate on the jumping and everything. But this race had pace, then it slowed up, then it had pace again, and and Melon couldn't actually get to the to the four-year-old. But I I was pretty impressed with both of them. I'd take them both forward.
0: Yeah, there's, there's nothing really more to say. on fact, today, he's a very impressive, um, you know, and, and Mellon, he, he is a bit stuffy in his first one of the season, so it's a fair run from him. So, uh, to be honest, this will be... they will probably be one, two in the betting come the... Um, the race and post chase, or whatever it is yeah. on the 26th at Leopardstown. So, uh, it'd be interesting to see how that's priced up. I don't think I've had anything insightful to say other than that. You had to be impressed with Fakir Duderis, and it would be interesting to see Melon the last day or the next day. So, I'd be if Melon was, was three to one and Fakir was evens, I'd back Melon against him the next day, you know, to depend on the betting. Yeah, um, and I have no interest in backing uh Fakir Duderis at tens for an arc or anything yeah. like that. I just you know, uh, the Ch- Cheltenham betting and that point, like, it's just nothing really exciting me. I, I don't like backing horses at single figures or anything at this stage. It just doesn't do it for me. Sure. Um But, so I'd be leaving him alone.
1: Um, are they writing the epitaph for Apple's Jade too soon? Demo. I know I mentioned uh, that you know Bacardi's when and won that Liz Mullen. Uh, Apple's Jade's just probably was, after such a great career and so many big wins, it's easy to draw a line. I don't think there should be a line drawn just yet, should there?
2: No, there shouldn't. And uh, Keith in this week's blog on on bookmakers.co.uk was at pains to say that as well. That um, he was mentioning that the cold weather seems to really bring into gear and there's frost on the horizon so that, that might help but I think sometimes with, with horses yeah, no matter how, like I know you're,
0: you're Keith's best buddy now Derma. but that's some load of buttons and it's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an incredible statement I, I have no idea what it means it was only
0: 6 degrees on Sunday so if it's 2 <laughs> degrees you operate 25 pounds better
2: but it's uh it's one of those things where I think no matter how old a horse starts they have a certain amount of time at that top level I think Apples Jade has been in some ferocious battles that race at Aintree last year was a really really grueling affair and I just think eventually you know she's going since she's three yeah. um, I just think eventually it just catches up to them I think Apples Jade has been a ferocious mare but I, it would be really a top top training performance now to bring her back from from you know
1: where they are, like fully entitled, as we all are at some point, say, I think about enough.
0: I, I, I think with her, right, that if you're Gordon and you've had two years where she has been sensational in the autumn and and um, fade tailed off then in the spring, yeah, like the logical thing to do is just to basically work her on the track and her first one back, and it's to leave a lot, an awful lot to work on gearing her up to March as uh, as the training target. So, I think they've just trained her totally different. And if you look at it that way, she didn't run without any enthusiasm. Like she still she still looked like she was putting her heart into it and mm-hmm. trying hard. She just didn't look fit enough. I, I I think this horse now for the Hatton's Grace is gonna be a great proposition because hopefully Classical Dream might even go for that and make a market and you'll have Super Sunday. And if she's something like five to one for Hatton's Grace, I'd definitely be backing her because I, I like I thought she showed enough. On Sunday, that if she was just a bit stuffy, which she should have been, if that's how you're going to train her, and um, she should come on an awful lot, and I wouldn't give up on her at all.
2: I don't know, though Stephen, whether anything much actually has trained, because even Ruby said it as well on on Racing TV that he was watching out for, because he would ha- have had an association with the horse before, and he said just before the race, uh, Keith said this as well, and Gordon has also said it. They just said that the uh, she was far too quiet in herself that you know she she wasn't kicking anything and everything else because as Jamie Codd said at a preview night before you know she's on form and she's being a right little bitch like you know and yeah and that is the way she is before the race they all remarked it that she was just unbelievably quiet in herself and everything else and that she just wasn't herself so it could simply be that I really hope that it is but I just think sometimes these horses can. Cry enough, and when they start as young as she does, has it can be hard to kind of keep going the way that the the horses that started at five or six might. Do
1: you think maybe, and this is gonna sound weird, she knew that honeysuckle was about to reappear and just thought, (laughs) you know what, lads, game is up. What do we make a honeysuckle at Fairy house.
2: Oh, honeysuckle was absolutely superb. Look, look, we've been wax lyrical about this horse for a long, long time. Uh, She didn't beat a whole pile. I really hope that. easy games Mark hasn't been kind of destroyed by that but I can't imagine it was but um, just her now in Hatton's grace as well would be absolutely superb I missed Henry's comments after the race so I'm not sure whether uh, what the plan is with her but she'll go for the mayor's hurdle I don't see this logic of sending her into the champion hurdle this season I know Stephen Cass won't like that but I think she she has to stay in her own division uh, she missed the festival last year um, and I I think still the nine to two that's there is uh, is quite good value.
1: If it was that way on the day, then. would you be tempted by a champion hurdle, Mr. Stephen Cass, as demo suggested you might be?
0: Um, well you have to see her like she's never been in against Anthony more than a 140 something horse so you'll have to see her you know It'd be, if she goes into Hatton's Grace and she's the same price as, as Apple's Jade I'd be having a big bet on Apple's Jade in the match bet market because okay. she, she has a massive job to make still I know she looks impressive but you know she's bullying from the front and there's still a big big jump for a mayor to go into open company and compete and the likelihood is she wouldn't be able to do it like you know we always have these high parses and, and generally they don't do it so and uh, she really is a high parse now so I'd be uh, she, you know she could be one making markets for other things but yeah you have to love her and but I think the mayor's hurdle will be the race for her at the moment that's where you'd be going but if she goes and wins the grace and Irish champion hurdle and if then they, they go for a mayor's hurdle then I'd go down the road to Henry de Bromhead and i will knock his block off because
1: that's what I'm <laughs> 33s and 40s around for a champion hurdle i hope they stick to the mares because i'm uh, already aboard that train and i think it's only going to get a shorter price as we go through uh, the season great to have her back great for the race hours she kind of sponsors the whole podcast that she is uh, back and in full working order anything else from the weekend morning we to pick out before we do take a break and then take a look at three fascinating days at cheltenham and a little bit of Punchestown action in the second half
2: yeah you uh you missed out old, uh, old Santini there from the listing uh, but, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> but he's but uh, he's I was I absolutely adore the source. I've loved him since um, since his first run when he beat Chef de Zobo uh, there's no doubt he's slow but my good god was he slow last Sunday um, now he idled etc etc but I i'm st- I was of the opinion that he's not as drastically slow as people thought he was um like he he was a horse that won over two five at Cheltenham at the uh, Peright meeting two years ago um beating black up no, no less you can't be that slow a horse if you're able to do that um but last sunday he he just looked really really slow now I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt he looks the type that kind of takes a while to get fit, so hopefully now and I was I was thrilled to hear Nicky Henderson say that he won't run in a King George now. He shouldn't be anywhere near a King George. (laughs) He's not a horse to ever consider running in a King George. Uh, He should have been, in my opinion, in the Hennessy. uh, But that horse seems to really have become, or sorry, that race seems to have become very unpopular now all of a sudden. But uh, Santini's still my idea of a horse to take forward for the Gold Cup but he needs to show an awful lot more next time
1: uh, you know if he if he turned up in the King it's like turning up for a Formula 1 Grand Prix with a Volkswagen <laughs> 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 and hoping you can still see them when you come around the first corner um, Stephen what did you make of Stantini?
0: Um, I, I didn't see it live and then watched the whole race and replay so it's one of those ones you know everyone's negative on social media you already and, knew uh, yeah well, you already know, but then you see it and you go, That's not as bad as everyone was saying. People tend to overreact to social media. I thought it wasn't too bad. Like I'd say he is a stuffy horse, but my issue is the form of those RSA horses. If you mm, there's yeah. one piece of form where Delta work beat Larishberg and Jets and Cadmium in the two and a half mile what's the name of the race? Drimmo, yeah, Drimo. Yeah, that's the only good piece of form any of those have. Yeah. Like if you because they all just came up against each other and looked like they were three kind of superstars. In an RSA, but they might just all be 155 horses. If you take out that piece of form with um, Le Richberg, which might have been his trip, then and you take the notion they're all 155 horses, Le Bagua was beating them all. He couldn't get anywhere near um, lost last translation, destroyed top of the game at entry. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd i say Le, Le Bagua is an average 155 horse as well. I'd say they're just. They're all kind of 155 horses. And Santini's 163 rate and flatters them. And he would have been beaten in a Hennessy. and um, From what I hear, okay, Corral is Henderson's Hennessy horse anyway. Uh, I thought it was fine, but I just think this fella is... Next year, it'll be a national campaign because I'd say he's a grade two, three-mile chaser. He might go close in the pillar, but he won't go anywhere near getting to 170. That's what I think about all three of them. I think top of the game as well, the same. you know, I think all three of them are probably Delta to work. Probably the reality is they're all just 155 horses and they're all overhyped.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's very valid. And you may well be proved to be very true this season. I mean, I know we won't see top of the game, but we've seen Delta work. We've seen Santini now. The best form of those novices last year, it all seems to be around Defi Desoy and lost in translation. And of course, they could have gone up in Trip, but they didn't. Uh, they stay where they were. So, okay, that's interesting stuff. Um, Santini's been given the Welsh national curse there, just so you know. <laughs> uh, it's a race hour thing now becoming a tradition that any horse that isn't up to Gold Cup standards. Could win a Welsh grand national we'll put santini in that box okay we are going to take a break when we come back three cracking days at Cheltenham to discuss friday saturday and sunday and a bit of town thrown in so let's take a break here you're listening to the race hour podcast brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk check out bookmakers.co.uk each and every day for tips news and the best odds for horse racing Looking for a new bookmaker and the best sign-off offers in the industry? You'll find that at bookmakers.co.uk, sponsors of The Race Hour. Okay, and welcome back to The Race Hour podcast, brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. Stephen Cass has joined us this week. Devin Nolan is here, and it's myself, Dean Ryan, in the towers of bookmakers.co.uk. We're going to look at Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, of uh, the Cheltenham meeting coming up really looking forward to this it does uh, well let's take a look at three races on the Friday might start with the uh, the kind of consolation Bet Victor handicap chase it's not the Bet Victor gold cup or the old Paddy Power as it was this is the the, the kind of prequel uh, the, the, the previous race for it Bundoran heads the market here do it for the villagers in there Breland Ass is in there, is in there. Uh, Magic Saint I know it's got a couple of entries could line up here for Paul Nichols and Nicky Henderson's horse that should have been the grand annual horse for last year what's wrong with you is lined up for this Dermot do you want to kick us off with the first race we look at Chandler.
2: yeah so as we'll mention a good few times throughout this podcast um, a lot of these horses are double and triple entered so um, from an anti-post point of view uh, definitely whole fire an awful lot of time but there's one horse here who um, I, I was very interested to see over the summer that he has gone to Ian Williams he only has the one entry which is for this race um, is River Wild uh, this is the kind of a horse that Ian Williams does uh very well with Uh, he slipped down the handicap a bit Uh, he was a horse that Nicky Henderson used to think an awful lot of he was third in a supreme novices hurdle Uh, last season on his debut over fences he beat Hell's Kitchen which is decent enough form and then you know so he comes into this race and it's as simple as the fact that if Ian Williams can get him back which he's done with plenty of horses um, I think he's very well weighted I think he's got he's on a lovely mark and the the old change of scenery might just sort him out. So um at decent enough odds of nine to one, I'd fancy River Wild to bounce back somewhat in.
1: Yeah, bit double figures around there. A bit of a sleeper, perhaps, River Wild for that contest, as you say, flipped over to Ian Williams. Uh, Stephen I give you next crack.
0: Um the one I will back, I don't think it's a very good race. So the one I'm going to back is Craco Bay, the twelve year old, the Grand Annual winner. Um he's only ran five times since two thousand and seventeen, uh, finishing third, fifth in the Grand Annual, second, first in the Grand Annual and third a punchdown. And these horses that don't run much and they're old, you can't be running them half fit. Like this fellow will have to be absolutely flying fit. Um, I've gone through the pace angle on the race. There doesn't seem to be any front runners. So he is a front runner. I'd say he'll get out, he'd be mad fit. Um he's only three pounds higher than when he won the Grand Annual or four pounds um, he went to Punchestown after the Grand Annual, and uh, he beat Bondoran there as well. And he's only a pound worse after with him than the Grand Annual weights. Bondoran is four to one favours. This is eleven twelve to one. Um, I don't think they're going to be plotting him for another Grand Annual at thirteen. So the fact they've brought him back, he's going to be mad fit. I just give him a win only squeak at elevens or twelves. So I chance him because I don't think it's a great race.
1: Interesting shout, the 12 year old Croco Bay there. There was one I wanted to highlight in here, and it is again doubly declared, could go in the feature, the Bet Victor Gold Cup, but that's Ammon and Shock um, for David Pipe. You have to remember it wasn't that far behind Sierra de Luck at the festival i think the mark is still uh, went to all the parties last year uh, if they've got that right they might see this as a as a nice way to, to get back on track and i'd imagine it contesting some of the bigger handicaps again that mark will need to rise so they'll need to win somewhere i think amel and shock is an interesting shout for me so we've gone we've managed to find three in the field there for a very competitive first race to look at on well, you know, it depends yeah. where you're Irish, from. Irish, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. In <laughs> the hill. Isn't it? Is it hill or forest? Uh, forest, is it? On oh, Jesus we're embarrassing ourselves. we're very Sorry, bad no, yeah, gone. Right. My match up there. move <laughs> on there to the 225
1: you should have just left me alone with aiming on shock but let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's kick on uh, the 225 at Cheltenham on Friday is the steel plate and selections novices chase um, now if this front end of this market does line up uh, probably the hottest novice chase you'll see in the UK so far for sure with lights of Birchdale, Jarvis plate brewing up a storm angels breath uh, not that freeze, Mr Fisher I could go on am I am going to stop there
2: Yeah, it could well be an absolute belter. Uh, Jarvis Plate's the one coming into this who is bringing in the fitness angle. Be reserved, tank first time out, but I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh, Puppy Power was at at absolute pains again in his interview with... uh, Racing TV to say that the ground that day was far too soft for him Uh, Fergal O'Brien Yard since the move is absolutely flying they are throwing in winners left right and centre but Jarvis played last season was beaten about 19 lengths by Birchdale so if Birchdale can jump a fence anyway at all you'd think that he just has the ability angle over that horse Uh, Jarvis played is a lovely horse who win races, but there's horses in here who might just be that, that kind of little bit better. If brewing up a storm was to turn up here, I'd be extremely interested. But just at the odds, uh, I'd love to know if he's definitely running our old buddy, Angel's Brett Dean. Um, I definitely wouldn't be packing him antipose. I'd wait till the day, but if these were the odds on the day, we know that, that he's a very talented horse. It all happened a bit too quickly for him last season, and um, he could well kick on, but it's kind of race, Dean, that I'll be grabbing a, a cup of tea. And watching for, for the future. As opposed to getting too heavily involved.
1: Yeah, it might be a no bet race and obviously we don't know the final makeup of it yet. Stephen, the five year olds are fascinating in here, aren't they? The lights of Angels Breath, Mr. Fisher, Birchdale. They you know, they're relatively well, obviously they're untested as chasers, but they were pretty much relatively untested to the hilt as hurdlers as well.
0: Uh, yeah but the problem with this race is you, you just haven't a clue what's going to run so like, brewing up a storm they've said he's going to go they actually will have declarations for Taunton tomorrow so we should know um, if he's going to Taunton tomorrow he's not running he's the one I would have backed so then it comes down to Birchdale and Jarby's Plate and Jarby's Plate I think can that, that race the last day just fell apart the two in front um, Posh Trish and Reserve Tank just went yeah. too hard I think Jarby's Plate you saw it in the Ballymore we saw it when he ran in the good race of January that that uh, Dermo mentioned that Birchdale and up a Storm went clear. He's not able to lie up at any bit of a pace. So, if there's a good horse in front that won't come back to him, uh, I, don't, I just don't like him as a horse. I don't think he's good enough. You know, he'll never be a 165 horse. So, I'd rather take something against him. Not that say was good the last day running on, so the trip might suit him. But um, yeah, I, I, I have no strong opinion on it. Birchdale's not a horse I'm mad on. Jarvis on on a horse I'm mad on but God knows what's going to run against him maybe chance not that we say because he really was running on strong the last day behind Angel's Breath um, he's 7-1 to one, but if Angel's Breath wins, you'd expect him to beat him again so I've I, I no great opinion on it to be honest
1: OK you're a bit disappointed Derma, that Angel's Breath doesn't stay over hurdles I'm surprised they've gone immediately novice chasing given the amount of um, I won't call it the amount of confidence in it as a supreme novice hurdle type that they haven't decided to go and prove that straight over fences.
2: Straight over fences, William. He must be schooling well at home for that because Nicky Henderson doesn't make that decision lightly. Uh, I still haven't cashed out my bet for the champion hurdle because Nicky Henderson has done this before where the he's taken a horse. Yeah, yeah, you know, even brain power as well was, was yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of taken out, yeah. out of that job. Quite quickly. Uh, Big fan of Angel's Bread. As we know. But just. I I don't like horses starting off either. To be honest with you. Uh, First run over fences at Cheltenham. So. um, It'll be interesting to see if he does lay up here but this is this is the definition of a watching race, really.
1: okay bookmakers are very cruel I find when they price these kind of things up because I look at it now and I see that race run in 10 minutes time I'm back in Angel's breath and only because I see a big 5-1 to one next to his name which just makes me a bit of a fool but that's where I would be going if it was run uh, immediately there is a cross country race on that day Stephen probably your highlight of the weekend
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me well. Yeah, yeah. I have the clue. I just thought the favorite. He's five to one. I thought he'd be about two to one, and I'd say he'd go off about two to one. The French horse. What's his name? Urgent, urgent. Uh, the the or whatever. Yeah, I Um, don't... like. Yeah, yeah. So him. The other one in it that I did have a quick. Cursory look because of beyond the podcast. Um, Chick name was fifth and was traveling well behind um, Tiger Road in 2018. Like he had the same prep he had last year, where he had an okay season over two, three at um, Chepstow, and he, he was well beaten, but he came on a bit last year. He's only seven. I look, I'm kind of clutching the straws here now. Maybe him, but I, I, I'd i go for the favourite at fives. Like a, he'd surely be shorter than that. He's a mild tier of these guys. I know it's a handicap, but they still have to be able to jump and get around these. The one I was looking at was T for two. Like you'd think he's really well handicapped on 130 or whatever the hell he's on. But if you watch back last year's cross-country, he hated it. And then when he started, when they went for him and started pushing him on at the, t- the 20th fence or so, um, he fell the minute they started trying to get him into the race. He started passing horses. So if you read the Compton runner it sounds all oh, this sounds promising. But if you watch it back, he didn't enjoy the game at all there. Yeah. So um, I don't think there's much in the race. So that's why I just chanced the French horse coming over at fives. But uh, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have a strong opinion.
1: Okay, so Urgent uh, de An or whatever it is called at the top of that market probably does look a little bit overpriced given what we know about how it can operate around this uh, unique uh, element of the Cheltenham race course. Tiva uh, 2 definitely has unfinished business at this if it ever does want to enjoy uh, this kind of contest. And uh, one of my favourite horses, termo Yanworth, is back and I imagine this is going to be the king of the banks. So I'm a Yanworth fan for the weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you he, how he could be. He couldn't jump a hurdle right and then he couldn't jump a fence so right. All he's been and
1: waiting for is... One of these big cheese wedges. That's so it, That's, yeah, that's yeah. all he
2: needed. They they still take jumping. All this, you know. It's, he not uh, for it. He's a big, big lad. I hope it wakes him up. But yeah, look, if that last race was a watching race, this race is just uh, go out and cook, cook your dinner race. And by the Building time you're done, shelf. your t- by the time you're finished your third course, they'll they'll be turning the final bend. Um, it's uh, I really enjoy these races, saying that. But from a punting point of view, I I avoid it every single time.
1: I think it was three votes for Yamworth. There looks like Napa <laughs> the weekend for that cross country. Uh, shall we move on to Saturday, unless there is anything else for Friday? Uh, Stephen, I will give you a chance to chat about Dundalk on Friday at the end because I know that you will have some insight <laughs> okay. for that. So we will keep that for the end of it. Let's crack on then with. Um, well, the other one, can I give course. one for Friday of in, in,
0: the, in the Ballymore, the Ballymore Navis Hurdle? I don't think he's going to run, but if he does, and the prices are as they are. Um, at the moment, Time Hill is 2-1, to one, Lardavon, 9-2, to two, I.K. Brunel, 4-1. Um, to one. That's kind of the market for the Ballymore. That I.K. Brunel beat Eden Hoe, who was a good bumper horse for David Pipe the last uh, last year. He won the Ascot-listed bumper. Now, the second, third, fourth, and fifth from that bumper came out and all won after. And I think Eden Hoe looked a bit of a machine last year. He was beaten by that I.K. Brunel, but if you watch the race, the start of that race, that he was beaten by him. They, they, none of them jumped off, they wouldn't leave, so he'd know how to make his own running and I think um, the Scud missile did his usual thing of going a bit quickly in front and then he was beaten six lengths in the end, he wasn't hard on him after I.K. Brunel went went past, but I think up and trip, I think Eden De Hoo would have a right chance to turn around the form, if he runs in this rather than the Supreme Trial on Sunday I think 14 to want to be a massive price because I think he's the best horse in the race uh, Time Hill has obviously been very good but he's a bit of a hype merchant, I chance Eden toho if he went here this is the kind of one I'd be keeping an eye out. If they declare and the prices go back up, like he'd go off six to one, uh, but they might put him back in at 12s, 14s, which he was before the declaration. So I'd be keeping an eye on that, and I fancy him if he ran in this rather than the Supreme Trial.
1: Okay, what's the markets and the entries for that race? That's the the Ballymore Trial on Friday. OK, let's move on then to Saturday. Um, we kick off with the 150. A bit of a marathon here. Three miles, three and a half furlongs. Uh, another handicap chase. This time's a grade three. Pretty high quality as well. Ramsey's Dutelli, I thought, was pretty impressive uh, on return for David Pipe, albeit uh, that was a hurdle contest. Now going back over fences, you'd imagine they've got big plans around all the Nationals again for Ramses Dutelli. Uh, little Rockefeller bumped into Bally Optic last time. That form looks uh, rock solid, although pretty much put in its place. And uh, West Approach, who... Um, didn't Paddy Aspel say on this podcast demo that loves a silver medal he'll go here as well
2: absolutely adores a silver medal yeah like this is a this is as tough a handicap as you'll see, like Ramsey Zatelli is one that will he'll kick on all season. I was actually really impressed with him that they um yeah. handle the ground. You can kind of be sure he'll stay. West approach for all that people can knock him. Um he'll be banged there. And he's the kind of horse that will just eventually win one of them like Wise eventually did. Um Calgary as well, he won't be stopping. Little Rockefeller doesn't know what it's like to actually stop. Um and kind of et cetera, et cetera. There, there's one horse here though, at ten to one, which is um is Potter's legend. Uh I really like for this. This is a horse. Who was fourth. In the Kim Weir. Seems to always run well. At Cheltenham. Uh, Was fifth behind. Frodon Here before as well. We'll know that he'll. He'll stay. He was fit. He was fourth that day. In that Kim Weir. That. It wasn't the best renewal. But still. Um. He was. He was fourth that day. Of 139. He runs here. Of 132. He'll be more than warmed up now. For this race. And uh. He's already jocked up. So you would imagine that. He will be running in this under Jack Quinlan who's, who's riding very well of late and um, just kind of with the right mark uh, like handles the ground handles the track will handle the distance so I think he, he's as solid an each way bet as you might come across then
1: Okay, Potter's Legend then, as you say, already jack, uh, jocked up. I was going to say jacked up. Jack Quinlan is uh, aboard for Lucy Wadham. Uh, one that I also noticed that was jocked up that I think has got a big handicap exactly like this uh, in uh, in the offing this season is Lucinda Russell's Big River, who I'd be interested in um, at around a double-figure price. Hopefully, these entries hold up, and that's what I'll be able to play at because I think it definitely looks an each-way makeup of the race. Uh, Stephen, what did you like in here? The top end does look strong. If those front free run, then something's going to have to improve. Prove to go and beat them I would imagine
0: Yeah it does But I think Round City Telly well weighted Up to his mark You know yeah. uh, 154 or Whatever he is So And, and I'd imagine Grand National would be on his Radar You'd be thinking More Welsh National With him than today So I'd say Today's not today Um, You've stolen my Tunnel with Big River I, I really fancy this guy If you watch back The Ultima When he was fourth He was out the back Of the telly uh, it's two two furlongs further today. He was out the back of the telly in and I mean really out the back of the telly. If you watch that replay, he was probably he was up with the pace. Then was maybe 15 turning in, and he flew home, finished fourth, up uh, another two furlongs today. And um, like you say, Derek Fox is 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 jacked up, uh, and there's a lot of rain forecast, and he would prefer soft ground. So I think he definitely has a handicap. I've been him off 139. Like he was finishing in the ultimate run and the fifth in the Scottish National were off 140. Um, and his record fresh is the big thing here. So if he gets soft ground and fresh, his record fresh is two one two one one F-4, where he's had a break in more than 50 days. I think this is the day for him. And uh, i really fancy him if you're getting around 10-1 to 1, him. Win only now because he can throw in a stinker. But uh, yeah, I think he could go off half what he is now and I'd give him a right shot
1: yep that's uh that's where i'd be you've put it far more eloquently than me though i just suggested i think there's a big handicap in it hopefully it is this weekend and he actually was traveling very well on his return at newcastle when he did fall behind late view lad and supported in the market sent off uh, a favorite that day as well Derek fox is a solid booking for that it's going to take a type like him to go and win that race so that looks a fascinating race on the saturday it's the 150 and um, let's take a look then at the next race that we're going to preview and that is the bet victor gold cup the 225 on saturday Um markets taken a few twists and turns with slate house and now cyril delac uh, vying for favoritism at the top here and um, derma like i say you know i'll let you go first here i i know where i'm going to go in this race but you could make a case for many which one are you making a case for
2: you can make a case for for half the field. I actually fancy one of the favourites and one of the the real outsiders in this. Um, I've actually backed both. Uh, I think Sierra the Lack. Sometimes in racing, we can ignore the really obvious picks, and uh, I think he is one of them. Uh, for under Lizzie Kelly, like I just that that festival form has already been frank this season with Janika yeah. coming out since. Yeah. Um, loves the course. Loves everything about it. it. Will be more than tough enough for the ground for whatever is thrown at him and whilst obviously the weights will be creeping up and it, if one or two come out above him he will end up running off a big weight but I don't see that really bothering him Um, and whilst nobody likes taking uh prices about favourites in these races I just think he's the real common sense pick I'd originally I'd really fancied Kalashnikov had he ran in this but he's obviously not so the lack is the one that I've landed on and then one at 50 to 1 who I think who was a real eye catcher for me last time is um, is Demi Sang who uh, ran for obviously for Willie Mullins he's gone now to the halfway house which is uh, Ben Haslam's yard and uh, Ben Haslam does a wonderful job with all these horses who who go over the edge and he seems to bring them back this is a horse who's still only 6 years old like is far from the finished product and last time behind Guitar Pete that was a serious run, was held up way out the back, drifted out to 18-1 to before the race itself and ran on very strongly at the end, was only about, j- just over six lengths behind the front two. Um, so whilst obviously he's 50-1 to 1 for a reason far from guaranteed that he'll run, I think he's more than talented that if he does eventually cop onto himself and realise that he is a racehorse, he will win races. And um, I think that uh, Ben Haslam will bring him back and I've taken 50 to 1 because it's a big enough price that you know, you're happy enough to find out at the end okay. of the day if it all goes wrong.
1: Okay, Demi Sang sent to the equivalent in horse race in terms of is The Good Place.
2: Yeah.
1: Is that fair? <laughs> that is okay. very fair. That reference is going to go down well with the kids. <laughs> um, okay, Stephen, uh, I'll let you away uh, with the uh, Bet Victor Gold Cup.
0: Yeah, like, like Darmold disappointed, Klashnikov uh, isn't running. I, I really, really fancied him for this. I think he would have won it off one fifty five on his head. Like Klashnikov's record I know I'm going on the tangent here, right? But Klashnikov's record uh left handed is one 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 two to two a second in the Supreme, one one unseated rider he was going fine. He didn't really unseat. He crashed into new and he fell. One, two, and that, two, was the farce race at Aintree. That if they were jumping them, he probably would have won. So I just think they've missed a trick there. But Kalashnikov, open trip and left handed, like this horse could be a World Cup horse and 120 for the World Cup is massive. I'm really, really disappointed they're not running him. But anyway, so I kind of have a long list of, of of three or four. Count Maribel would be the one I would like at the top of the list because I think he. He was very impressive the way he won over course and distance last year, um, when he should have fallen at the second last. It was, a, it was a miraculous recovery, um, and then he was seventh in the RSA when he didn't quite stay the trip. I thought the run behind last translation while he was flattered by the, the 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 proximity, um, he was still miles clear at the one fifty six rate at Kildasart. So he's running off 146 here. I think he's better than that. He's the obvious one to me at the top of the market because I don't like Slade House. He went up plenty the last day. He's not consistent. Spirit of the games um, has had plenty of chances. Us and them, fair enough, but I think his mark is high enough. In the 150s, St. calvados won't, won't stay. Uh, knock him loose a head case. So uh, I can see the case for Sir Delac but he's gone up 12 pounds for that Cheltenham win. So he's going to be a serious horse to be winning a bet victor with that. And um, That's why Count Maribel would be the obvious one. The other one I would chance is Magic Saint. Um, he's around 20 to 1 if he runs it. That's the problem with all these races. But he went off favourite in the Grand Annual. Um, and they must have really liked him to go 9 to 5 in a Grand Annual. Um, he's probably going to be the only Paul Nichols runner. And Paul Nicholls has won this twice for five runs in recent years um he's by saint saint and they generally stay with the wind up he could improve i chance him at 20 to one i'd leave him alone if he was half of that um, can, i'm going to mention two more so this is a lot of arsenal <laughs> race. Sky Pirate, carry on yeah yeah but these are big prices sky pirate he's 33 to one he'll be 50 to one on the day now uh if you watch he's been running over three miles all the time if you watch the the cheltenham trial last year he fell the Kim Muir, he 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 nearly looked the winner. The Kim Muir turned in, but he didn't get home. So back to two five is perfect. He fell at Weatherby the last day over two miles three, and he was going to win that day. So if he won that day, went up seven pounds, he'd probably be sixteen or twenty to one for this. But you're getting a winner without a penalty. I think as long as the the fall hasn't left a mark, and um, he'll be he'll be. The, the ground is a question mark with him, but if you're getting 50 to 1 about him on the morning, I'd definitely be interested in him. And finally, this is going to sound crazy, but splash of Ginge with all this rain coming at 50 to 1. He's now off 130. He won this race a couple of years ago, off 134. And they've prepped him in the same race uh, at Weatherby that he ran in behind Guitar Pete the year he won. Um, if he's ever going to perform again, and last year the ground was against this horse, you know he does want heavy ground, all the good ground last winter, and um, maybe there's one last hurrah in him, and I'd give him a squeak at fifty to one to run into a place. Uh, I think Count Maribel is the most likely winner. I'd probably have a small win bet on Magic Saint. if Sky Pirates fifty to one. I'll back him, and I will back special Change at fifty to one. So that's kind of where I'm coming at the race. But I'm just so disappointed Clash Office is running.
1: You'll get a chance with Kalashnikov and something else. And perhaps that Gold Cup idea isn't the wildest as well, Stephen. I think he's a type of horse that could certainly uh, improve for going up and trip. He is such a big old beast. Um, I look forward to and that. The jump, jump,
0: jump in with Kalashnikov, like if you watch the article, he jumped really, really well. And then yeah. he unseated when he bumped into our new... Uh, yeah, he got no uh, luck. He reminds me, Kalashnikov reminds me of Album Photo in that he jumps 9 out of 10 of them low and efficiently. And then he puts in the odd clangor. That's the way Album Photo always was as a novice as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like a lost you know, some horses are exuberant to make mistakes. I hate those kind of horses for a Gold Cup. But if if Klasnikov has a good round in a Gold Cup, he'll have jumped all of them efficiently. And if he can rule out the odd mistake, you know, he jumps so well when he does jump them well that I think he'd have a right chance. Like the trainer's a worry and all this, but you're getting a massive price. I just think he could develop into that kind of a horse, but I'd say they're probably gonna aim at the Reiner. If you can get 150 to one at Betfair or
1: something, yeah, what are you wasting?
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. She did say that the, the dream was to win the Ryanair, wasn't it?
1: The oh, only, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. one ever to say that, as you pointed <laughs> out before, Demo, I think. Um, just to tidy up then on this Bet Victor Gold Cup, I will echo what you say about Sky Pirate, Stephen, although I do think Creaf Hill, um, who, well, I mean, it fell the last day, went, went away and won that race, um, would have been an interesting runner in this contest, and it's not lined up. Was um, was in the betting a few weeks ago and not there. So Sky Pirate was going to represent that bit of form, and I do think there's a bigger run uh, in there than perhaps the prices belie. Um, I'd also pick you up, Stephen, on the fact that St. Calvados, I think you said, definitely won't stay, I think the wind was everything about St. Calvados and he, to me, Dost winning under a big weight uh, three weeks ago when this race takes place and uh, I think St. Calvados is still going to take some beating now he might come up short because the big weight to lump round against some good horses I'd say, but... he'll
0: run, I'd say he'll run on Sunday in the schlore yeah. I, I think he was especially in the, you know, the, staying the two and a half when it's heavier, the two and five when it's heavy is going to be another, or soft, sorry it won't be heavy be Ground soft, might dictate well.
1: that but I got the yeah. impression from the trainer that this was the race they wanted to go and win um, I, I thought
0: he was out on his feet now the last day he'd be one now I'd be very interested in coming to the last he could be leading and you would be looking to play him at sharp prices because I think he will not get up that hill but we'll, we'll both find out soon enough it's like three yeah, days away but I hope I, he runs I,
1: here I, I, I really he do really
0: out on his feet. Yeah. I hope he does as well because we, he'll be making yeah prices for the rest of them as well and we'll have an interesting thing to look at but i really i don't
1: These two are all over you know i i think he's i think he i think he's got a big chance but that's what it's about isn't it yeah, like you it, know that's we that's completely it. disagree on the horse so he has to run now uh mr whittington if you're listening uh please sell this debate on saturday and don't go fisting around with the uh, other races um okay so that one was the uh the 225 on the saturday uh, let's have a look at the next race on saturday's card i mean you could argue that is the feature of the weekend of course and it, sh- it should be treated as such so to find so many with chances in there's no surprise uh, i'm not that way inclined about the big bucks handicap hurdle, Stephen. Uh, to be fair who is a remarkable animal for Deborah hamer uh, tom bellamy will ride that's probably going to go a favorite here is priced up as such at the moment and unless you found a dark one in here it's not a race i'm that interested in Stephen i i didn't even look at it no interest in this race to be honest sorry no similar uh, I, I, I echo. Here.
2: yeah i did actually have one uh but it's uh it's it it it, it shall be ridden by uh, a mr david maxwell the uh the finest jockey that ever did jump a hurdle and um it's uh dolphin square um who's about eight to one there uh, last time Puts needed in. needed every single yard of that race uh again you're going to need a horse here who absolutely wants it all day long so to be fair I can understand anyone backing him but Dolphin Square is going to feel like he's running free with that horse in the race Uh, David Maxwell gave an absolute a ride last time to get up on the line he looked he needed every single yard of that two miles five and a half last time so um, this trip will suit him absolutely perfectly and uh, he'll be the one for me and I'm actually quite confident in him for that race.
1: Okay, Dolphin Square. Um good, well, you know, one view is as good as three nonsense views, to be honest. So that's that's good that you you've landed on one. Does that lead him into a possible double then on the day? Because it looks like it would be on the favourite in the 330 demo. Uh, this Jatil Jal well, Jatil Uwe yeah, <laughs>
2: that was that was nearly <laughs> as good as Eamon and Knook. Um Eamon and Knook, by the way, uh, I just remembered it that's a song, um, Eamon of the Hill, isn't it? Uh but yeah, yeah, so so just so everyone at home knows that we're we're not as bad as Irish here as we, we well, pretended well, there. I am. Uh, Falco, <laughs> I just
0: remembered he says frantically Googling it for the
2: last ten I'm, too, I'm too busy frantically Googling yeah. it horse form, Stephen, to be looking at horse things. Uh, What's yeah. all am
0: I whistling to myself
2: here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Falco Blitz was um, a horse last time that I was really impressed by. One very ease down. Uh, Nicky Henderson's horses uh, have been kicking on from their, their first runs as well this season. Um, so it was only at faking him but he really put them away in the shape of a very smart horse 8-1 to one, um, if he is indeed running again that, that famous line which we keep saying if he does run he's going to be much much shorter than 8-1 to one on the day I, I think this horse could well just be be the best of these I, I have no idea with the Irish horses whether it likes the Conran and stuff are coming over but I think Falcon Blitz is um, will will prove to be the, the very best of all these horses entered here
1: Okay Falco uh, Blitz At what looks At uh, an enterprising price Right now Stephen any views On that race I mean there could be A bit of Irish interest In there As Dema mentioned Lights of Comran uh, Peaches and Cream Could come over We don't know
0: No I have two more For Saturday uh, If I run through them now Because we're at the end Of Saturday But I have no opinion on that race Crack on uh in the bumper flying risk, she won a Limerick uh, bumper beating a heart so that was punted that day from thirty-threes to five to one for Gordon Elliott. Since bought by Maneer and Suede. There's a couple of high parses. Um, Lady Ishkara uh is in here. I don't think she'll be favourite. and um, so Gordon send them on over in the Maneer and Suede colours. Um I'd say she could be in each way. The price the 2nd, 3rd and 7th from that bumper and Irish bumpers are way, way stronger than English bumpers yeah. and they've all won six, so I'd be interested in her, if she's 2 to 1 I'd be leaving her alone if she's 5 to 1 I'd be having a good bet each way that's flying risk in the bumper okay. uh, and the other one is if the big getaway runs in the bumper on Saturday in Ireland he's a, he seems a bit of a high parse to me and he might make the market for a horse called Easy Work, another one of Gordon's um, he won a bumper down Royal absolutely bolted up uh, so easy work. Um, he'd be one now. You know you get those money back second to the S B fabs, so you'd have big getaway favorite, then this guy, I'd be going around all the shops in town and putting your, your twenty euros on a few times to get, <laughs> get the screen vets on Sunday. So easy work in the bumper. Um, at Punchestown, the they'd be the two for
1: Saturday okay we can't wrap up Saturday without talking about the uh, Unibet Morgiana hurdle which goes to post at two o'clock at Punchstown. Um I think remarkably actually it's Willie Mullins about to set a new training record with a ninth, th- ninth successive success in this race I think like Sirveina O'Brien and, and, uh, and some superstar trainers have won races seven and eight times in a row this I think would be a new record classical dream is going to head the market there Damo
2: yeah, it's uh, the move on him as well has been kind of telling. He's he's two to one on now, obviously, for this. Um, myself, I'd be very interested in Saldier, but it, this is more of a race that you just have to be very excited about seeing how all these horses are. But, you know, there's only five runners. It's a disappointing from a quantity point of view. But if those first three turn up, um, it'll be very interesting to see because Sharjah for me is like those those boxers that I keep talking about he's your um, he's your stepping stone fighter that you have to beat to to announce yourself as a contender so Classical Dream and Saldier hopefully will both be there and uh, they're two horses that I'm really excited about but I'm on Saldier now again this season as I, I keep talking about and I I think uh, he could turn over the favourite if they're both um, if they're
1: both on an even kill Saldier the hipster horse for the season Stephen
0: yeah, he is, and look, I can see it because myself and Dermo last year both absolutely loved Espardale and all season just loved him. And the form, you know, the, the form is there with Espardale, and they looked like they were going to get a race for the Nace. Now I think Espardale proved subsequently at Limerick especially his turn of foot from the back of the last hand he, he would have beaten, but anyway that's neither here nor there maybe he wouldn't but my issue with Salje is he's 12-14 to 1 but he he doesn't get to the racetrack very often so I'd hate to be back in the 90 coast I could see why you would but I'd want to be back in a non-runner no bet at 7s at or 8s rather than going down that route at, at 12s, 14s yep. I know last year it was a broken nose uh, fair enough, but the year before, he was a big talking horse. I was told to back him for the triumph and did at 50-1 to 1 before he ever ran, but he he barely ran that season. Now, he was good at punches down and stuff, but he doesn't get to the track enough for me as an anti-post proposition. Um, classical dream, I, t- I don't know what to make him because he looks... Uh, I hate the way he does this low-head thing. Do Van used to do it back in his early career as well, but uh, you know he could be a total machine, but there's just something about the way he carries himself I don't like. Um, so I'll be looking to take him on later but I think he will win on Saturday I'd be surprised if they're on Saturday against him okay. unless they're just getting fit and I'd say if they are it could just be a spin to get Saturday fit you know he finish second in six lengths
1: or something like that okay well, we've, we might learn a little bit about the peck order. We might not in that Mojana. We'll see if they all line up. It might be a small field, but it is high on quality. Uh, if they do turn up, let's take a look then at Sunday, shall we? And um, we'll kick off with that Arky... Arky? The Arky, uh, Arky <laughs> the trial. Uh, novices Chase. Um, getaway Trump versus our dancer, uh, Mark 2, Stephen. Uh, a lot of people took Getaway Trump as the one to take out at the time when they met last time out. Uh, I can understand that, but I do... Th- expect our dancer to confirm that form but i might be on my own
0: um he i would expect our dancer to confirm the form but i was I, I, i'm not a huge fan of the farm itself and I'd probably just just chance Rouge Viff at five to one. Like he beat Getaway Trump convincingly last year. He's beaten a lot of good horses last year. He was third in an entry grade one to Felix Deji. I think that farm is better than that and the other two have. So and I, I was very impressed with his debut um, David Marker raising. He jumps super. Yep. I think he is a quick horse. Two miles is a trip. So I would chance Rouge Viff at fives if he runs, but again, you know, it's 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 will he run. But if, if they all show up in the day and he's five six to one, I'd definitely be chancing Rouge Viff.
1: Okay, so I'd imagine it's up to then where the Rouge Vif turns up because the other two are jocked up, Dermo and Getaway Trump, and Al Dancer Both uh, both look fully committed to this contest. They seem to almost want to have this rivalry Twiston and, and Nichols with these two, and at the early season uh, aims at the Arkle rather than what horses we might see a bit later on.
2: Yeah, well, like they are two of the most bullish trainers that, that yes. there is. So it's uh, you have you have to love on these two uh, set Set their sights on each other, but I'm no mad about the form. I didn't like Al Dancer last year. I didn't like Getaway Trump. Um, I can see the complete angle with Rouge Vif, but it's just interesting that Henry de Bromhead has um Aidan Coleman jacked up there and put the kettle on. Um, at the moment there there is the runners. I I don't think we'll actually have the eight runners, so I'd be happy to I'd be happy to back that horse each way now because it does look like he's running. Henry de Bromhead loves having runners at this meeting. Last time was a decent second behind. Robin DiCarlo, this is a horse who has beaten um, Gypsy Island, albeit it was over hurdles, obviously, um, and that horse went on to be a machine again afterwards. But, like, behind him, behind her last time at um, a Tipperary, you've got the likes of Moon Over Germany, you've got the likes of Danny Mag, Bramma Bull. Like, that's a decent race, and I don't have the likes of those horses, like Moon Over Germany, that far behind Al Dancer. Like, I don't think Al Dancer is that good a horse, and I don't think Getaway Trump is either so I'm more than happy to completely shirk that form and uh, I think the likes of a rouge vif but I'll be
1: backing put the kettle on and um, hopefully we hopefully we he can do the business Okay I mean we may see Brewing up a storm in there As well as a couple of those uh, Henry's got two entered So we could end up With a decent sized field for it I, My angle in this Would probably be just be Playing our dancer The big getaway trump And I don't care who wins then But uh, we'll see How that plays out On uh, Sunday That's the Arcotra trial The, the race um, That I'm really looking forward to On Sunday Is the schlur chase Oh schlur schlur yeah. <laughs> Chase um, And obviously I'm hoping that St Calvados doesn't go here But he might do um, Stephen Deffy de Soy, We talked a little bit earlier on, on the podcast about how strong uh, all that form was from last year with Lost in Translation he actually ran into the back end of shaka M. Porsoir at uh, Town as well I mean is there a horse with better form six years old dual Ch- Cheltenham winner uh, in the game this horse is pretty special Yeah oh,
0: he's a super horse and I think him and, and Lost in Translation were both um fabulous last season and, and and that was that was showing out but I am not sure two miles is his trip, you know. And and it and his last three seasonal reappearances he'd been beaten seventeen lengths, twenty five lengths and seventeen lengths. So I would really, really be looking to take him on over two miles uh back off a break. It's just not his conditions at all. Um I think Deffy Desai, if you watch the if you watch the JLT back, lost some transition, looked like he was going to beat him come to the last. But Deffy put the head down and battled. I'd be you know, almost trying to make a three miler off him rather than a two miler, because again a Punchestown, he was showing that two miles wasn't his thing at all when and Pour destroyed him. and um, wouldn't fancy him at all over two. You have to remember Defy Desai was a disappointing horse as well. Um two seasons ago and three seasons ago. So it's not to say he won't show in a stinker as well, you know, he always had that that in in his locker. Um so I'd be very, very wary now backing him at a sharp price on Sunday.
1: Okay, big negative. Uh demo. Uh
2: yeah the I completely agree with him. Um, I'd be looking to take on Defi Desai all day long. I think Soreal won this last year. He's only four pounds higher than he was last year as well. He ran an absolute blinder in that Queen Mother champion chase. I think he is the common sense pick. I think he's every bit as good as Politologue, And he's um, he's been here. He's done it. So I think Scoreal is the common sense pick in uh, an interesting race. Uh, I I feel
1: rather um, put off now <laughs> by you lads but definitely this is my nap of the weekend <laughs> <laughs> it's great having my Stephen thought, on so back Royal, in my place
0: Soraya and Politologue have both won their first start of the season for yeah. the last three seasons now Politologue would probably prefer the ground going softer if it's going to go that way but Soraya is fine on soft ground as well um, if you watch the Queen Mother you'd definitely say Soraya was going to win this mm-hmm. is going to come down to tactics so if for Politolog to win, I think he's going to have to do his front-running thing and hope that they take the sting out of Soraya. And um, presuming right about Duffy Desai. so if it comes down to the two of them, and if uh, you know first run of the season, the Tingle Creek is the tar- is the target for almost all of these horses except for Soraya. I think they're not going to go gung ho on Politolog. The Tingle Creek will be in the back of their mind. I think it's just going to set it up for Soraya, and three to one is a great bet.
1: Yeah, it's a cracking bet. Yeah,
0: I think he'll win. Yeah.
1: I think Deffy will win this quite comfortably. I wouldn't worry about first time up last year because everything was about just restoring this horse to health and they did. Um, remember the Hobbs Yard were in such a, a Horlicks for a, a very long period of time which really affected Deffy and uh, I'd imagine every piece of the form that he has in the book from last year um, will probably be good enough even at this two miles. I don't mind if there's also a decent bit of rain there because I think that will also... Uh, how, how, how good
0: a horse is this fellow? Over over two and a half Oh like he have to be a one sixty five horse over two on Sunday and you know, is he he's probably just a 165 horse at his optimum trip but I just think the
1: trip's going to beat him on, on Sunday yeah the same dude nah no, I, I disagree I think two two and a half and probably go up to three you're talking about horses won at two Cheltenham festivals came back from the sickness of the Hobshard he could be you, you've got an eight year old in Politologue who is exactly what he is a gallant superb high rating number horse so Royale puts it in when he fancies really I think he can be I think he can be definitely be taken on Um, I understand why you might go for him based on uh, targets and this might be the one for I think Deffy, if Deffy is fit, which I'd imagine he will be for this, um, I think he'd take a bit of beating. So I'm happy to play, but you know, that's the... That's the game. I will, be, I, I, will, I will be playing Defty De Soy, and uh, we'll, uh, you can all put me and in Your the enthusiasm playset. was
2: definitely tempered out, not it?
1: Well, you all put me off. I I'm still going to do it. In fact, I'm, I'm probably going to go harder. <laughs> no, joke. All right, let's look at the, uh, the Greatwood, uh, the other big feature really of the weekend at this Cheltenham meeting. Um course, I really like in here and have backed anti-post. Uh, cards on the table is Cantista for Nicky Henderson. Uh, still around double figure prices. I thought Gumball really impressed and was back... Like defeat was out of question last time, so good to see um Hobsey have a big chance in this race, a race that he's done well in uh in the past. But a few of these trainers will be uh will fancy their chances. Ferg O'Brien Demo, as you said, firing in winners everywhere. Benny's bridge looks like if it uh turns up here will go favourite.
2: Yeah, and actually got away quite lightly last time, didn't it? Um, you know, kind of it is up ten pounds, but that was that was better than that performance I thought. The horse won very, very well. But the one now biggest warning has to be sent out here in the whole world is that I've never backed the winner of the Great One. Ever okay, in all Steven, my years of punting any, any v- no, I'm <laughs> I've never I've, I've, I've
0: just, it's i then. Mean,
2: yeah, it has to fall right eventually, but it's a race I just never made sense of. But the horse here that I, I, I think is absolutely thrown in is um is humble hero. Um absolutely purely based on that run last season behind uh, behind Bright Forecast went on to be third in the Ballymore um gave an absolute humdinger last time fell was kind of just wasn't his race but that that felt like a warm up for this the money is starting to pour in for him now um he's always been a smart horse and he's running here of 131 um in a race that he's more than good enough to to win in the money is definitely would uh would really feel full of confidence but just that run last season behind a Bright Forecast I put him down as a horse to follow they kind of kept him quiet then there afterwards really um, this looks like a real targeted um, assault by the skeletons who obviously have previous in this race and at 8-1 to one or so
1: I think he's a cracking bet Humble Hero pretty strong uh, view there on the Greatwood from Demo Stephen over to you
0: uh, I think Dermo makes a better case. I'd probably roll him with him. I don't have a, a very, very strong opinion, but Keldestan is a horse I absolutely love. Now they might have butchered his chance by going up seven pounds um the last day, because if he was running off one forty two with soft ground, um Harry Cobden is up. I I I I just love this horse. I love his attitude. I'd forget his run in the triumph because he'd six runs going into the triumph, like yeah. six hard runs yeah. where they were always making the running with him. Now they can settle him wherever they want. Um, he's off 149 now it's going to be a hard ass for a 4 year old but Nichols has won this twice in the last 10 years at 4 year olds i just chance him at 10s whatever price he'll be win only because I don't think it's much of a race and I do think this guy could be a late 150s horse Uh, I really really like him and if you watch the triumph I do think he he himself and Pentland Hills looked like they they were the two you'd pick out when they swung in and I think Stan was just showing the effects of a hard season um, I think he, he, he's the kind of horse he just always keeps surprising them uh, he doesn't win by much but until they get to the bottom of him I'll always want to be on side with him so I'll change K- um, at 10s
1: Ok Keldestan then for Stephen Countista as I mentioned I've already backed Um, have to remember that the only run uh, obviously ran it ran, at f- uh, ran at Ferry House in April but came back to run behind Chita Bello uh, at Cheltenham only beating a length and three quarters I think 1-4-1 is going to be a massive underestimation of where Countista will end up um, I don't expect they'll be running to get fit or anything like that so I'd like to see a bit of uh, market move in there at 12s right now Countista I think is one of my better bets of the weekend just hopes up turns up fit and firing there is uh, one more race on the Sunday that we might have a look at before we do move to end. Anything else? Uh, section, and um, that one is the three thirty. It's the Supreme Trial Novices' Hurdle. Uh, used to be known as the Sharp, the Grade Two damer.
2: Yeah, if any of these horses actually go on to win the Supreme, I'll be I, I, I'll be unbelievably shocked. Um, that's fair. It, it just looks uh, uh, a dour enough affair. Um, the one, if I was really going to my head, at the back one, it would be a, a Scardora of. Um, of Neil Mulholland's, I was impressed with him last time at um, at Taunton when he beat uh, Batch Boy uh, of Paul Nichols, who was who was well backed in the second favoritism that day, and uh, Dusky Hercules in behind him as well. It's uh, but it's it's a race that if I happen to be having a very good day, I'll row in behind him. But if I'm not, I'll be more than happy
1: to just leave it. More than likely, I'll be done by this time on uh, Sunday. But Stephen, did you have anything in that? And if you don't, that's fine and you can move on to your Dundalk I, I, I sort
0: of don't if Eden De Hoo runs here I'd be interested in him like he's 8-1 yeah, yeah. for this he's fourteens for the other race um, if he's you know depends how price he is once declared but if he's bigger than 5-1 to one, I would definitely back him
1: okay Eden De Hoo then for that 3.30 on Sunday should turn up there for David Pipe okay um, Stephen before we do get to kind of you know naps and, and anything else I know Dundalk is on and uh, people want to know what you fancy for a bit of Friday action
0: um I it's always hard at the entry stage because you don't know what's going to run really but there's two I'd kind of point out a bold approach in the 17 715, he's a, a, a Dawn Approach horse over 10 furlongs. Um, trip would be ideal for him. He was a little far from the last day, I think. He was a drifter the last day in a handicap, and he actually finished a close up fourth. It was a really good race. Um, the handicap has given him a big chance. He's running off 93. This is the horse that ran uh, second or third in a Tyros. Jim always runs his good two year old in the Tyros stakes at Leopardstown. He ran Teofilo there. He ran uh, Dawn Approach there, our new approach. Um, I, He'd be one to watch Bold Approach in the 715. Uh, Jim's horses are flying so I'd be hopeful they can be aggressive enough on him if he gets a good draw if he runs and the other one she could be a wild prize now romantically is the name of the horse she went off 25 to 1 last week she was a bit of a drifter a Camelot filly she'd been running over a mile ducked her to a mile and a half the last day behind who was on a bit of a, a, a run um, she wasn't beaten far Behind the second, third, and fourth hearts, if you know what I mean. Tartlet bolted up, but romantically traveled really, really well into the race. It was her first handicap off 61. She runs off 60 this Friday, second run in the handicap. McCreary, a genius of fillies, and she's back down to a mile two, which I think will be more her trip looking at the way she traveled very strongly the last day. She could be a price, um, and I chance her. So the two would be a bold approach in the 715 and romantically in the 745.
1: Lovely. Bit of action covered there at Dork on uh, Friday. Uh, does anyone have anything else they want to mention before we do get to the nap stage?
2: Uh, yeah, well, obviously, Battle Over Dying looks like he'll be taking in the uh, the Florida Pearl on, mm. the, um, on the Sunday, which is very interesting because it does look like he's gone up to three miles and that uh, Sam Crow will remain around the two mile four. Uh, which obviously would uh, scupper your your that early season vets team. That but again, there's plenty match. of times for all that to flip over, obviously. Yeah, match. but uh, I think Ballover Over Dayan is the three-miler there. and That's very interesting. And just one that I forgot to mention. On Saturday, uh, Notebook will probably open up short um, in the Craddockstown um, at uh, Punchestown. But I was actually really impressed with what the Eclair de Buffo did the last day. Um, he would have needed that first run badly, and I would half fancy him to actually turn that form around with Notebook.
1: Okay. Demo, do you want to give us your nap of the weekend for our listeners? We're on a little bit of a roll with the tipping, so loads of pressure.
2: Absolutely, bags of pressure, and um, it's not easy whatsoever to, uh, to to try and narrow down all that racing to a nap. Um, if he runs, I'm going to just caveat this. Um, if he runs, uh, Potter's Legend would be my nap um, on the on the Friday. I think he's going to run. Yeah an absolute blinder. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't,
1: so Royale. so Royale again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dermot. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> uh, away you go. Give us, you don't have to just give us one if you want. There was plenty <laughs> of race yeah, discussed. I was going
0: to give you one and it was going to be the same race and then it's going to say, in my head, it's like, oh, he's tipping Potter's Legend. Okay, I'll nap so Royale. So he
1: sees these. That's okay. That's podcast charging. You know, That's all right.
0: Yeah. If I, if I was, No, if I was to give you one, I, I would have given Big River at the price um, in, in the same race as Potter's Legend. But look, Yeah, Big River or Sol Royale, whichever.
1: Okay, I like uh, Big River. Um, you know, you can back two in these contests. They're fair prices. Uh, Deffy is one of my best bets of the weekend. I wish you'd take on your other one as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, contrast of opinions. Uh, my nap, though, just to keep it clean and go elsewhere, will be uh, Countista in the Great Wood at 12. So why not go for the hardest puzzle to solve? Um, all right, chaps. Thanks, Stephen Cass, for joining us on The Race Hour brought to you with bookmakers.co.uk. Thanks to Dermot Nolan, and uh, thanks to Alex on production. Been a pleasure to have you all with us. Cheers, Neil. Thanks, Dean. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk, your best bet for tips, news, and bookmaker reviews.